You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step by step how to meet and seduce beautiful women. Women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week long fling, or a long term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello, and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. And today we have an interview with Jay Larson, a stand-up comedian who's been on the scene for quite a while. Maybe you've seen some of his YouTube videos. If not, I highly recommend you check it out. He's a funny, funny guy. And he also hosts the Through Line podcast, Through spelled T-H-R-U. So definitely check that out because he interviews some really cool people, some actors, some comedians, some other people who have interesting lives. So yeah, check it out, Through Line podcast. And Jay speaks to being funny and connecting with people. That's what we go into on today's episode, being funny and connecting with people. So both him and I kind of dissect what it means to be funny, why humor is important when you're going out and meeting women, and different ways to connect with people. So he's not just funny, but he's very smart too, and has a lot of cool things to say, which is why I had him on. So you're going to hear that in just a second. And I would take notes because there's some cool stuff that we talk about that you'll be able to use the next time you're talking to girls. So before we get into that, just so you know, coaching is available to you. I've been talking about it on many podcasts now. And if you've already heard me say it once, but you're going to hear me say it again. Coaching, that means that I am available to coach you one-on-one. I can help you in terms of attracting more women. I'm going to be getting on phone calls with you every single week, guiding you along the whole process, customized to you to be able to go out and basically attract the types of women that you want. So who are you interested in? Who's that one woman that you picture that you want to be with? The type of woman. I'm going to help you with that. So if you want coaching, if you're interested in coaching, you want to hear how it works, I want you to first apply. Go to coachedbytrip.com. And when you go to coachedbytrip.com, it's going to take you to an application, okay? So you go to coachedbytrip.com, you'll see an application there. You have to be 18 or older in order to be initially accepted because if you're not 18 or older, I will not be reading the application. I will work with you though if you're 18 or older, even upwards of your 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. That's right. So I want you to fill out the application in as full detail as possible And I go through them. This is not some assistant of mine. I'm the one who goes through. I read every single application and I decide if it's someone who I believe I can help. And if that's you, then I will email you for us to set up a call and talk more about coaching and how it works. So go to coachbytrip.com if you're interested in taking your dating life to the next level because it's not working for you right now. So if it's not working, you're having trouble and you're ready to get this part of your life handled, let me help you. One-on-one, I'm available. Go to coachedbytrip.com. Okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way and you understand that there's more help than the podcast, here is the podcast, here is the episode, and here's the interview. Jay and I talking about humor. Hey, Jay, what's going on, man? What's up, buddy? Good to be here. Yeah, happy to have you here. I, I think it's, uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever actually had a professional comedian on before. I think you're I the mean, first one. From what I remember, I've been in the podcast now for four years. So so sometimes it gets a little hazy, but I'm pretty sure you are our first comedian 
to be on the podcast, and I'm happy to have you here. Well, two things. One, nobody talks to girls more than comedians. I mean, that's like our job. We go on stage, and you have 50% of comedians are trying to like use their act to get women. Yeah. And then 50% are like afraid to get women. So, or 40% are afraid to get women. So they don't put it in their act because they don't know how to talk to them afterwards. And then the other 10% are married. So all of us have had something to do with women at some point. Do you think that a lot of uh, comedians who get started try to be funny to get girls? I mean, even when they're not trying to, not necessarily even on stage, but just like in everyday interactions? A hundred percent. Like, there are guys that I know for years that like you watch their act and they're talking about women and how they talk to like they use their act as a way to like let girls know they're available and that they're looking. And like you see them do that act for years and you're like, oh, you're just using this to get girls because funny works. You know what I mean? People, everyone likes someone who's funny and charismatic. So when you're doing it on stage, it usually translates into something maybe happening afterwards. You know what sure. I mean? Sure. I always think about that too, okay? Because humor is very attractive. Women like men who are funny. I wonder why that is. You ever give any thought to that, to why a woman is attracted to a guy who can make her laugh? Well, first of all, I think we all love to laugh. Like anytime I have a show and, you know, people that are friends of mine that have never seen me perform because they either I met them through my kids or the neighborhood or the coffee shop. When they come up, they're like, oh my God, I had so much fun. Like my, my face hurt. And I was in such a good mood for like three days. And I'm like, yeah, that's what, that's what like laughing does. It like, it makes you just feel good for a while. You know, it's not just that night. You feel good for like a couple of days. And I think we all just want to feel good at the end of it, you know? And at the you know the end of the day, the thing that's most important. I mean, dudes are shallow. They're like, I want a hot chick, and I feel like girls are like, I just want to be happy and know that someone is going to be there, and every day I'm going to laugh with them. And I think men like they look at looks as a way in to find out about somebody, and women like to find out about somebody and then appreciate their looks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. No, I, I think so too. I think that. For for women, as I talk about in the podcast and everything, is is uh, attraction is is not necessarily triggered on the physical level as much as it is for a man. Of course, it is on on some degree, but you know when it comes to attraction, a woman is looking more for the behavioral traits of a man, the way he behaves. Okay, that that is something that is that goes further in terms of attraction. And so when we're talking about being funny, that is included in that, right? It's like a guy who's funny, in essence, is charismatic. And when you are charismatic, you're more of a confident dude, you know? I mean, even if it's funny, we were talking about this before, is that even if you're doing self-deprecation, which in a sense could make you look less confident, if you could do it in a funny way, it's actually doing the opposite. It's not making you look like a loser because you're saying negative things about yourself, but in turn, it makes you look funny, which is then more attractive. But there's a fine line there, right? Yeah, of course. If you had like a weird... Had to wear like a suit out and you meet this girl and she's like, how are you? And like, well, I, you know, I didn't know I dressed like Danny DeVito from Batman today. And then you left it at that. So you make fun of the way you're dressed or something like that. It's a way in. But if you say something like that and then you go, 
yeah, you know, I just, I, I never know how to dress. I'm overweight, blah, blah, blah. And then you just keep going on and on. Nobody Come wants on. that. But if a girl knows that you're like, if you're dressed weird or you feel like, yeah, ever put like a shirt on and you're like, yeah, this looks good. I feel good in this shirt. And then you get out and you're like, wow, God damn it. Why did I wear this shirt? I look in, this looks stupid. You know, if you're the one to call attention to it and make a joke about it, I think like a girl would be like, oh my God, this guy's cool. Like he's making fun of himself, but then you leave it alone and don't talk about it again. And then you just start like, you know, talking about them or find interest in them, you know? Yeah, I think it's a balance, right? It's like you don't want to do too much because then you will look, you will look like a guy who has low self-esteem, but just throwing it in every once in a while, you know, is funny. I think that's what comedians do too. I mean, when I see, and I'm a big fan of stand-up. So when I see stand-up, you don't see anyone go overboard with it. It's always kind of peppered in a little bit, you know? Totally. If it's too much, then it's like, all right, wow, this guy's got some issues. But, you know, just doing it every once in a while, that awareness, seeing the awareness that the comedian has, it just, it's funny. It makes you laugh, you know? But doing it too much in any case is not funny. It's more just like depressing. It's funny you say awareness too. I never even think of it like that, but that's definitely what it is. Like you're aware of what, your own limitations are as a person, you know, like, yeah, I'm a little overweight. So I make a little joke about it. Then I move on and show you how I'm confident in, in another joke. And I think it's the same with like, when you're trying to meet people like girls, you know, friends, whatever, you make a little shot at yourself. It makes everybody relax a little because they're like, oh, phew, I don't have to worry about being perfect. He's already saying he's not perfect, you know? Right. And then it's funny because if you go to the opposite end, right, where you're not self-deprecating, but you're, you know, showing off or you're being arrogant, saying all these great things about yourself, even that is a turnoff, which guys, I don't think a lot of guys realize, you know? So when you're saying all these great things about yourself, yeah, if you say something one time, you know, not a big deal. It's good to be proud of yourself for something you've accomplished. But if you go on and on about all these great things, it might be like, uh, does this guy have low self-esteem because he's maybe trying to get people to like him through saying all these great things about himself, you know? So it's, it's, it's that balance as well. Yeah. Well, I think it, it, in, on the, along the lines of that, I recently had this meeting with this woman who was helping me out, you know? So she is much more advanced in the world of TV writing and I'm trying to get this show sold and we wrote on a TV show together. So she was helping me. Now this isn't the same as like talking to women, but there's a great metaphor here or correlation, I guess. So she's helping me with this writing project and she knows way more than me. So she's clearly helping me. So like, if you're talking to a girl, you want to date that girl or you're interested in that girl. That was kind of my situation. So we sit down to work on my script and she goes into my script and I go, well, Hey, hold on a second. She goes, what's up? And I go, what's going on with your show? Cause she was like, you know, she writes on this TV show that she created. I'm like, what's going on with your show? You said you had had this or that. And she goes, Oh, thank you so much for asking. And I was like, yeah. It amazed me that she thanked me for asking about her because what she said to me later is like, normally people don't ask. They just, everybody wants to talk about themselves. And, and I feel like that's like, especially when you're out meeting chicks or meeting girls, guys dating, it's important to like ask them about them, then talk a little about yourself because they want you to open up a little too. They don't want to yes. be, the, they don't want to be the show. They don't want to be like, yeah, it's just me talking and you don't want to just talk about you. So I think like when you said awareness earlier, that's the number one thing is being aware of like how much you're talking about you, how much you're talking about them. And then when like there seems to be a lull, 
then make a, an observation of like what's happening around you to get it off the two of you because then you need a little break from that, especially like until you learn somebody, you, you have to like dance for a while to figure out like, you know, what's going to keep someone wanting to s- sit there and hang out for a while, you know? And I also think, while it's in my head, 90% of the times when I'm the most successful in the world is when I'm not, I care about something, but not so much that I'm going to make it be the thing that like controls the moments for me. So like if I was ever out talking to a girl and I really liked her, I would talk to her. But if she's like, oh, hey, there are my girlfriends. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Maybe I'll see in a little bit and just let it go. Because if you try to hold on to it, no girl's going to want to come back and talk to you. Right, right. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. And I really like what you said earlier too about this balance of you don't want to be the one doing most of the talking about you, but you also don't want to be the one who's just asking a bunch of questions and let her do all the talking. And you also, this is a really cool discovery here. I like that you said this. is, And sometimes you want to take it off of the both of you. You want to take it somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's a topic of what's going on around you. Maybe it's something, I don't know, that you've been thinking about lately. Again, nothing to do with you, you know, current events. I don't care, whatever it is. And I like having that balance there of kind of bouncing back and forth between you talk about yourself, you learned about her, you talk about things going on in the world or abstract things, whatever it may be. And that would be a really good formula or recipe for having a, a solid conversation. Because if you, if you go anywhere too extreme, it, well, it, it depends, right? It's like if you guys don't talk about you or her, then you guys can't connect. If you talk too much about you, well, then she's going to be like, all right, like we just sat there and I just listened to him the whole time. I didn't connect. And then if it's just her talking and you're asking all the questions, by the way, Jay, if you don't know this, this is the most common one is that guys will go in because they're shy, ask a bunch of questions because that's easy, let the girl do all the work. And they wonder, well, why isn't she attracted? You know, we were having this great conversation and you weren't. You weren't having a conversation at all. You were having an interview. And so she walks away going, I don't even know anything about that guy. Totally. You know, so... No, of course. That that makes perfect sense. So it's all about that balance, I'd say. So I want to go a little bit into some comedy stuff. Yeah. uh, How long have you been doing stand-up for? 17 years, man. That's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. That's cool. Where's some of the places that you've you've done stand-up? I mean, all over this country, and then Ireland, England, Kuwait, Iraq, Canada. Wow. Uh, you know, I've done Conan four times. I've done The Late Late Show, been on cool. Comedy Central a bunch of times. And I've been lucky, man. I've done some cool stuff. Still waiting for that big thing to like, you know, give me an opportunity that's going to like take me into a next level. But, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun. That's for sure. Nice, nice. Well, please do that so that I can tell people like, oh, I had Jay on back in the day before he did this amazing, crazy special or whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. I will, I'll do that and then I'll come back on. I love it. I love it. Is there anyone that you've met in the comedy world that has been someone who's been an inspiration to you or someone that was made you starstruck over the years? I mean, I, I, I tend not to get super starstruck just because I, I just like to try to treat everyone like a real person and not something greater than me, I probably would get more starstruck over like a certain athlete than I would a 
comedian, but I worked with Larry David uh, like a month and a half ago. And that was pretty surreal because I grew up Seinfeld freak and like knowing that he was Einbrenner. Yeah, I mean, who wasn't? So working with Larry David was just like, it was kind of like, the I don't know anyone that I would be like, unless working with Seinfeld. But even then, Larry is, I don't know. It was just pretty amazing working with him. I was like, man, this is so crazy. Like I'm just sitting here in scenes acting with Larry David, you know? What's he like? He's, a, he, he's exactly what you would think. I'm pretty sure I pissed him off in between takes when he was practicing his golf swing and I put my hands on his hips. And as a joke, I was like, hey man, you really got to power those hips through and like start like, like moving his hips like a golf coach. And he looked at me like he was going to rip my head off and walked away from me. <laughs> and I mean, I think that's a great analogy now that I say that for like dating is that sometimes you go for it and it just backfires. Like I'm like, oh, this is going to be the funniest thing Larry David is going to think this is so funny because it's, I know he's a big golfer. I'm a big golfer. This is such like a golf thing. Like everyone's practicing their golf swing and he did not like it at all. And literally like walked away from where he was hanging out. And it was, it was kind of uncomfortable, but at the same time I was like, what am I doing in this world? If you're not going to go for it once in a while, you know what right. I mean? And sometimes I think you, you would have regretted it if you stopped yourself from doing that. Yeah, I mean, I just, I felt my body going and doing it. I'm like, oh, we're going to go do this. And I just did it, you know? So it was great though. I mean, we had like four hours left to like work together. And I kept trying in between takes to like break them down. And I'm not usually like that. I'll just like, I keep my distance. But with him, I was like, no, I mean, like I, I wanted to try and like make some sort of connection. And I tried and I tried and I tried. And, you know, by the end of the day, he was like, hey, great job today, man. And like was super nice. So. You know, I'm also dealing with Larry David. The That's whole... a hard person, I feel like, to break through. Yeah, man. <laughs> I would look at Larry David as like the coolest, smartest, most beautiful girl you could ever try and talk to. <laughs> That's who I'm dealing with, you know? Yeah, totally. I love it. I love it. So, okay. So you've been working in, in comedy a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if, if you have any maybe thoughts or ideas, concepts, formulas, techniques, etc., for any guy listening right now who's like, I just want to be a little bit funnier when I'm talking to girls or in pe- with people in general, like anything that you think of. And I would consider myself a pretty funny guy. Uh, people listen to the podcast don't know that because I'm not, I don't have bits. I'm more kind of funny in person, like when things are sure. kind of just happening naturally. And so I understand comedy, but it's been one of the toughest things for me to explain or teach. Again, I'm not a comedian. But I'm pretty good at breaking things down, and I just, I just have not been able to do it. So I wonder if you, obviously doing this for so long, have any thoughts on that? All right. So there's a couple of things. One, I think repetition. You know, like the more you like when you do stand up early on, it's really tough. You don't know what you're doing. You're like learning it. So if you're trying to be funny around people. You just got to try more and be willing to strike out more. And eventually you're going to realize like, oh, there's certain things I am good at. Like maybe you're good at talking to girls at bars or maybe you're good at making people around you laugh. Like I always find that might be a good way into meet people is start talking to someone near the person you want to talk to, like the bartender or like their friend or whatever and make them laugh, which is like an easy way in and you hope that they hear and then keep an eye out. Like, you know, don't focus on them, but you know, see if they like pick up on something, you know, that's like a way that works in stand up. Like if you're doing crowd work, crowd work's a perfect example. You're talking to the audience, 
but you're talking to specific people, but everyone else is listening. So you're making them laugh through this person. So, and that's a way to get the audience on your side. It's also a way to like get someone to take notice of you is if you're making people around them laugh in the periphery, then you can work your way over to them. You might feel more comfortable. And another thing, I didn't think of this, but recently I had old friends who have known me for years and are in the comedy world just in it, just not in stand up, but they're in like TV and stuff. And they came out to see me perform. And the jokes that they loved the most were when I was physical. Like I did something with my body and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot like how much. And then, like, once they said that to me, I started watching other comics while I was going out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so much fun to watch someone be physical and move their body because it's kind of goofy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really easy way. Like, if you're talking to a girl, and she says she does yoga. I think it'd be really funny to be like, hey, is this a yoga move? And then just move your body and like, check this out. I know this yoga move. And like you do something physical that's not crazy in a like people where people are like, what's that guy doing? But it's something to show that you're willing to like go for a joke and try to be funny and physical always helps. But I think ultimately you take those things I just said, you know, make people laugh around them and physicality is just being confident and willing to try a joke because you never know if a joke's going to hit. You know what I mean? Right. So you have to just be willing to try. And I, I find that the way to do that and like be willing to try is to just be true to yourself. Like, hey, I might not be the funniest guy, but I really want to meet someone cool that I can hang out with and really be myself around. So why not just be myself from go? And do something that I think is funny because if they think it's funny, then there's like the potential for it to work out in the long run. You know what I mean? If you're trying to do something funny that's not who you are, what's the point? Then you got to like change your sense of humor 10 months down the road if you're dating this girl. Right. And what I'm kind of hearing here is, you know, you might have it inside of you. And what you're saying is just let it go and just see what happens. Like, don't hold back. You know, if you have something, you know, it might, it might bomb. You might be like, uh, that was stupid. And there's plenty of things I've said that are just like not funny. Or they took me seriously. It was meant to be a joke or something like that. And it's worth it to try it out. Because then sometimes you say something really funny that you don't even think is going to be funny, but it just comes on the top of your head. You decide to say it anyways. And then boom, you get a big laugh. And that's, that's pretty awesome. You know what I say to like guys all the time when we're backstage? If they're just sitting there, I make a joke where I go, hey, bro, just another set, man. Don't even worry about it. It's just another set. And that's me kidding around because it is just another set. Like In stand-up, you have very few sets that are like giant stakes. I mean, you have your TV sets and your showcase sets and like specials and stuff like that. But otherwise, when we're doing comedy, you've got to just be relaxed and be yourself because that's what's funny. you know. And you don't put a ton of pressure on it. And it should be the same way when you're trying to meet someone. Like... Let's give you an example. Saturday night, I have four shows. If the early show isn't great, I'm never going to worry about it. I'm just going to do that show and I'm going to do the next show. I might learn something in the first that I'll use on the second. On the third, I might change something. I might do all new stuff on the third. But regardless, you're going to keep doing shows. So it's like you don't put a ton of pressure on yourself. You put pressure on yourself to come up with new material and, and be funny. But I don't put pressure on myself that this is the end of the world. And it should be the same way when you're meeting a girl. There should be no pressure. You should just be like, oh, I'm going to go talk to that girl. And it comes down to, for me as a comic, 
knowing that I am funny and knowing that the 20 bucks they spent to get in to see me that night is 100% worth it. And it should be the same thing when you go to talk to a girl. Know that, hey, I know I'm a good dude. They're going to like me. And if it's not a fit, it's just not a fit. It has nothing to do with you. It's just things just don't fit. Right, right. I like. I mean, it sounds like gold to me, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, so what if you're this guy who's listening Mm-hmm. And and the guy is saying as he's listening right now, like, yeah, sounds good, but I don't even think I'm funny when I am myself, when I am comfortable. You know, I just don't think I'm a funny person. I've never made anyone laugh. I don't think any funny thoughts to myself, but they desire to be funny. What would you say to that guy? I would say, I want to be an architect. I'm fucking, I'm not then you go with sincerity and you just be a nice, sweet dude. I, I really don't... I don't know... I mean, like, if you want to learn it, I like, well, how do you learn it if it's not natural to you? I just don't believe that. I think that everyone's funny in their own right. And I think it just comes from, like, being themselves. You might be super dark, you know what I mean? You might be like an Anthony Jeselnik and just be super dark. And, you know, certain girls might not dig that kind of humor because it's dark, but you might find the chick that's like, oh my God, that's hilarious. I think that's so funny. But I mean, I I, I don't know because I know people that some of the funniest dudes I know would never do stand-up comedy and never get on. Actually, one of the funniest guys I know is a stand-up and he's not a good stand-up. But offstage, he's hilarious because he's just himself. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he thinks he's funny. I mean, he thinks he's not because he doesn't do well on stage. But he is one of the funniest guys I've ever known in my life. And I mean, I have a lot of friends that are funny that just don't do anything. My next door neighbor is a 72-year-old retired school teacher who doesn't have a sense of humor in his body, but he's always doing funny stuff. And it's because he takes risks. One day I saw him like water in the garden, right? So this is my, my neighbor. And he's watering the garden. And I'm coming down the street and the angle I'm coming from, it looks like the hose is his penis and he's taking a giant leak on the lawn. And I go, hey, Nick. And he goes, yeah. And I pull out my phone to take a picture and I go, go back to how you're holding that hose. And he stuck his body out and like pretended like that this thing was his, his dick. And it was hilarious. And he's not funny at all. But like you give some, you throw someone a bone and sometimes they just go for it because they're just like, oh, yeah, just being relaxed. I don't think there's like a... I would never even think of like some kind of formula or to be funny because every single person's different and they're all going to have their own sense of humor. Even if you're not someone who makes people laugh, you have a sense of humor. Look at the things that you laugh at and be like, oh, why is that funny to me? And then be like, oh, I should like... Maybe I could talk a little like that or maybe I could mention stuff like that. You know, I, I think that... That might be the only way I could suggest. Right, right. Yeah, everyone has some sort of sense of humor. You laugh at something. So I always tell guys, a really easy way to make someone laugh is to steal a joke from a comic, but you tell them that that's what you're doing. So for example, you'd say like, oh, I saw this you know, funny special. I saw Aziz Ansari or whatever it was. And then you repeat a joke that you heard. People are going to be laughing and they know that it's funny because it's Aziz, but because you're the medium in that point, it kind of makes you funny too. I agree 100%. Well, first of all, there's no shame in sharing a joke. You know what I mean? There's no shame in being like telling someone a joke 
I, I mean, last night I was sitting around with comedians and we were all talking about this one comics jokes and we were all telling them back and forth because we love comedy and we love to laugh. And, you know, it, it'd be like sharing a song with someone like, oh, do you know this song? You can always tell a joke to somebody. I think that's like a great opener, like to share jokes with people. It doesn't have to be your creation at all. Even as a comedian, you don't, and you don't even have to give them credit. You can just be like, oh, I heard this funny joke and, you know, go that way. Because people love to laugh, man. I think yeah. that's a great way in. Yeah. I remember one of the jokes that you had that I thought was really funny that I just want to like, I just want to somehow say in conversation, you said, uh, and I'm not going to be saying exactly like you, but the gist of it, you were like, yeah, you know, me and my, uh, me and my wife, we are, we're trying to get our sex life back in order. And, you know, we, we tried role play, but we can't do that. She's a terrible actor. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I just started cracking up at that. Like, that's just funny, you know? No, of course. Of course. I mean, like that could be also the kind of thing that like, not that exact joke, but that could be one that you're saying to a bartender while there's someone next to you that you think is interesting. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I have no idea, but like, you know, you're not obviously going to talk about your wife because someone's going to, you know, you could even tell that joke to the bartender and lean on the girl. I'm like, I'm just kidding. I don't even have a wife, you know, like, and that might be a way that you're making him laugh. Then you're making her laugh. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be that exact example, but anything like that. So, so I like that you're saying kind of do it in the area that maybe a woman is, tell a couple of jokes or you're saying a joke to someone to get her attention. Yeah. I always think that. Always. You know, and you know what used to be my move? I used to do this once in a while. I would like, if I was sitting next to a girl, like at a bar, I'd be like, oh, excuse me, can you pass me that, uh, you know, whatever, like a coaster, a napkin, straw, ketchup, anything. But I would make sure that I already had it, you know? So then they would be like, so they would pass it the first time and I'm like, oh, thanks. And then I'd be like, hey, could you mind, you mind passing that ketchup? And then they would probably <laughs> see that I have ketchup and then they'd pass it. And then I'd be like, Hey, I don't mean to trouble you, but what about, are you going to use that fork? You know, and, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fork. and then it just turns in this thing where they're like, oh, you're just trying to be fun. You know, like, I think that's, I think we take funny out of the equation and we, you, you make it fun. Yeah. You know goofy, I mean? like, silly. Yeah, exactly, man. Having kids now, I look at it and I'm like, the only thing that matters is having fun. Nothing else matters. Nothing. As long as you're having fun, it makes fun equals happy. Happy is all you want. So if you're like around someone and you're having fun and they're having fun, then they feel happy and they're like, hey, I just want to be around people that make me feel happy. I mean, what else is there? You know? Right. Right. And I think that's the that's the key too, is like when you make someone laugh, they feel happy, they associate that with you. And boom, that's where attraction can occur. Of course, it's not the only thing, but it helps a ton, right? It's like you want to get a girl to have those good feelings around you. And yeah. what other better way to make someone super happy in just a given second than humor? I mean, that, that pretty much is, is the solution if that's what your goal is, you know, to make yeah. someone very happy in one second. I, got, I, I have run. one that I'll share if anybody wants it, take this because it's never not worked for me. And I'm not even talking about just picking up girls. You can use this to like, to like flirt with a girl, you can use this to like make a joke for a bartender, hoping that the girl near you will hear. I used this is what I used to do. Like if I see if I see a cute girl and I'm near her, and then look for an old woman. I'm not talking like someone ten years older than you. I'm talking like a grandmother, 60, 70, something like that. Then you get the girl that you're interested in. You're like, 
oh my God, can you, can you stand right here next to me? My ex-girlfriend just walked in. I don't, don't look, please don't look. She's wearing a pink sweater. Don't look over there. It's going to be really weird if she sees me. And then she's going to look over and see this old lady and realize like, oh, you're making a joke. And now she's laughing and now you're in. That's it. You know? And I like, love you, it. Can, you can, and I used to find too, like just walking away from that and then going somewhere else in the bar, you, you leave her with that joke. Now she's kind of like, well, who was that dude? And then a little later, you could talk to her later, you know? But as long as you make them laugh, you know, it's always fun. I love it. That's funny. That's good. That's see, see, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, just gets you feeling goofy, funny, and like a good mood. It's like, just you should even just do that, not even to attract the girl, but just to get you in the mood of just feeling fun, you know? Because that's the whole thing, too. It's hard to just go into like a setting, a party, a bar, wherever. When you're trying to meet someone and get into that mood, it's like hard to just conjure up out of nowhere. Like you kind of got to warm up a little bit, you know? Yes, 100%. I love that. That's really cool. So I know that you have a podcast as well, and I want you to talk a little bit about that. So any guys who are listening can check that out. So tell us about your podcast. It's called The Throughline Podcast. Yes, The Throughline, T-H-R-U-L-I-N-E. And... You know, I just wanted an opportunity to sit down with some like interesting, smart, creative, cool people. So like I've had Ira Glass from This American Life, who's a great storyteller, Dan Harmon, who created the show Community and Rick and Morty. Um, Justin Willman, who's a magician, has a show on Netflix. Tom Everett Scott is an actor on the show. I'm sorry. I just had a Michael Muser, who's a sommelier at a three-star Michelin rated restaurant. Next week, I'm interviewing my friend Emmy Yatsi, who's an actress. She's on the show Ballers, and we were in a movie together called The Invitation. So I try to get artistic people, either stand-ups, actors, writers, people in the restaurant world, woodworkers, anyone of interest, and then just sit down and kind of talk about their their path, their travels, how they get to where they are, and you know, laugh along the way. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, Through line, T H R U. L-I-N-E on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Play, wherever you listen to. I mean, you can listen to... I, I have no idea. There's so many outlets nowadays. Perfect. Perfect. Well, anyone's listening right now, they're, they're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. So, yeah, um, all that. so if you're wherever you are, you want to check out the Throughline podcast, check it out. Uh, what do you think is one of your favorite uh, or most recent favorite interviews that you've done that you'd recommend maybe guys start with? Something that you really enjoyed? Well, I interviewed Christella Alonzo, who was the voice of Cruz Ramirez in Cars 3. And she like, she basically, her mom brought her and her sisters here from Mexico. And they like squatted in an abandoned diner in Texas for seven years. And now she's like a huge success. That was super interesting. And then Logan Marshall Green, who's an actor, he was in the movie Upgrade. And we were in the invitation together. He's just, we're real close buds. So we laugh a lot. That was a fun interview. Tim Dillon, super funny comedian who sat on a jury duty and like a murder trial when he was like in his 20s was also a pretty interesting one. They're all really great. I think you could just grab one, hop in and and go from there and then pick and choose from there. But I always try to get interesting people on. So I always like tell people like, email me, tell me who you'd like to hear and I'll go out of my way to get them if they're like, someone of interest that would fit what I'm trying to do. So I'm always down for, for an interesting guest if people have suggestions, you know? Awesome. I love it. Awesome. Well, man, thanks for being here. And thanks for you know sharing some of your wisdom, some of your stories in terms of humor. 
I think it's really important for guys to learn. This is why I wanted to have you on. And I think you're hilarious. I've watched a bunch of your stand up. So I think it's great. So yeah, guys, check out his podcast. Even just, you know, go on uh, YouTube, check out his stuff, really funny stuff. And thanks for being here, man. Yeah, man. And I also want to say, I, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm married, but I dated for a while and dating was fun. I had fun doing it and I love being married. So I, I always say to people, like, enjoy whatever it is that you're doing. Even if you're not having success, like, you, it's like you're having trouble meeting chicks, just keep trying because you shouldn't let the rejection like, get you down. You know what I mean? That should be just part of the thing that's like, oh, that's just what's happening. It's not always going to happen that way. Everyone, there's someone out there for everybody. So stick with it because eventually you'll find someone. And in the meantime, you can have fun and then meet someone and have even more fun. I love it. Awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that. That's, uh, right, that's man. It's good to hear that. It's inspiring to hear that as well. So thank you. You got it, man. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Thanks. Later, man. Right, man.